Legally Blonde, Suits, My Cousin Vinny. All badass lawyers, all different. Which begs the question, what type of lawyer do you want to be? Don't waste another second thinking, ugh, I don't even know what types of lawyers there are. Trust us, we've been there. Let's put a stop to that once and for all. Go take the 90-second quiz from new lawyer now what coach Angela Vorpal to give yourself a clear picture of the best fit type law for you. Go to www.whattypeoflawyerquiz.com and take the quiz today. Once you've taken the quiz, send us a DM on Instagram to let us know what type of lawyer you got. We can't wait to hear. Hey guys, and welcome back to Ladies Who Law School podcast. I'm Haley. And I'm Sam. And we're back with episode 18. We're done with 1L. So we literally finished yesterday, but okay, so our criminal law exam opened up at midnight on, so basically Thursday morning. Yeah. And we studied all day and I stayed up and I know Haley stayed up and we took that test right at midnight so we could wake up in the morning and not have an exam waiting for us. So. Yeah, and it was just like a sigh of relief to be done. I mean, granted, it was horrible because we did drink so much coffee. I was up until 4.30. I know you were up till... Like 5.30. Yeah. I also drink like a bunch of Spark, which if anyone drinks Spark, you probably know that it'll keep you up. I basically drank it around like 11 o'clock, so I couldn't go to sleep. And I was just watching TV, and I basically had to like force myself to lay down and go to sleep. Yeah, but it was worth it. So worth it waking up and not having that exam. And now we're done. It was basically what I feel like as an all-nighter, you know, to be finished. Like, I I don't think I would have really been able to sleep anyways. I've just been wanting to know what was on it. So I would have wanted to sit down and take it anyway. So, I mean, it was kind of nice to just plan ahead and, like, plan to, like, stay, like, sleep in as late as I could, study, Mm -hmm. and then we, yeah, you know. (laughs) So this episode, we're going to talk about our highs and our lows of 1L and just kind of do a little reflection on what we thought about this past semester and all the details. I know we got asked, you know, at the end of this, if at the end of our 1L semester or 1L year, excuse me, if we could do a reflection. So we wanted to make sure and do this. It's really fresh. Like Samantha said, we just got done. So yeah, we literally had one day off yesterday and I was still thinking about law school the whole entire time. Like it's so hard to switch off your brain and just relax for a second. So, you know, we have about 10 days until our summer classes start. So it'll be nice to just kind of relax. And, um, this will probably be the last time I'm going to actively try to think about law school. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So first we're going to start with our lows so we can end on a positive, which would be our highs, right? So you want to tell a little bit about your lows, Samantha? Yeah. So I listed a few of, I guess, these moments where I felt like I felt not like at my lowest, but just maybe not encouraged or I felt like I didn't know if I was cut out for this. So I think the first one was probably like getting my memo back um, from semester one. I now looking back when I read it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like what were you even thinking? Like this is 
terrible, right? But at the moment, I was just super confused. I honestly didn't really know what legal writing was like. I didn't have any prior experience. So I think that first legal writing um, situation just got me down. Even though I didn't even do terribly, it was just terrible for my standards. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt like that was my first sign of defeat. Yeah. And... Um, it took me a bit to get out of that rut and kind of realize like, okay, this is my first legal writing. Like it wasn't going to be perfect. Yeah. It was like like the first memo that you turned in. The first memo. Mm -hmm. Like, so yeah. Cause I was wondering if it was the very first one. I can't even really remember what our assignments That's the thing. Like Like, I just felt like I didn't even know what I was doing. Yeah. And now like this time around, like for the trial brief and the appellate brief, like I have so much more understanding and I could see like the big picture, like finished product and yeah. I feel like with the memo I just didn't really understand what I was doing I was just yeah. kind of like looking at the instructions and hoping that it was right yeah why do you think that is like what do you think changed I think I just understood the law more coming into second semester and like I just felt more confident in what I was doing and and I don't know it just do you feel like maybe that first memo like made you wake up I don't even think it made me wake up I think it was just I didn't know enough like I wasn't mm-hmm. So do you think if in that period, if you would have known more, it would have been better? Yeah, for sure. Because I feel like writing my trial brief and my appellate brief, like those weren't hard for me to write. And I know that I did well, you know, um, I don't mean, I don't, haven't gotten my appellate brief back, but I, I feel pretty confident about it. And like when I turned in my memo, I didn't have any confidence. Do you think that has anything to do with like the type of law we were writing about considering like this semester is criminal law and last semester was, you know, wills and estates, which is stuff we haven't even learned possibly yeah you know um i just felt way more comfortable with these to pass this writing this semester at least Mm -hmm. i feel like even looking back on the semester as a whole my first semester like i was a newbie like i didn't know anything true and like i think we've talked about this before like going into second semester like you just have way more confidence because you've already made it and i feel like confidence is what takes you really far in law school you know and in like the legal profession of course yeah um, so what are, what are, what are your lows? Well, you know, I think overall, I just learned a lot about myself and like how my body handles stress and what all that entails. And I've just never been under such like high amounts of stress as I am in law school. So, you know, I feel like the person I am, I can kind of turn anything into a positive. <laughs> so, I mean, even in this sense, I feel like it's a good thing that this happened, but like studying for the LSAT. I had a lot of panic attacks because I didn't really know what to expect, I think. And when I don't know what to expect, it makes me really like anxious and makes me into like a hamster wheel, you know? And there were times where I definitely suffered from panic attacks or anxiety attacks or just like hamster wheel situations of anxiety because of the amount of stress that I was under. And I think that like, that's obviously a low because like no one wants to be like feeling sick and mm. scared. And and there were sometimes I couldn't even like get the words out. Like sometimes I didn't even know how I was feeling or the way these certain situations, like being at school all day around people all day, like would make me feel really tired or really worn out because in my mind, I'm always like an extrovert and I always wanted to be around people. But I think like in law school, I learned that sometimes I need time to just like be by myself and like decompress, like truly decompress. And without that, like comes panic attacks and 
you know, I have these ocular migraines that I would get and I've gotten those before. And so that's kind of how I know, like, okay, I'm in a stressful situation. Right. But then there were these like additional things that kept happening. Like my face would break out and I would get like stress acne and it would be like, like cystic mm-hmm. style acne, you know? And it's just like, oh my gosh, dude, this is what this high, high, high amounts of stress isn't taking a toll on my body basically. And I think that that's just been so eye opening. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, kind of to like turn that on its head in the sense of like, I'm under so much stress, but to come out on the other side of it, it's just like, wow, it does make it worth it, you know? Yeah. I mean, one of my low points that I wrote down was extreme high stress as well. Yeah. I think, um, so in law school, not only are you stressed about every day, pretty much going to school, I feel like it's stressful. Like, you know, if you are unprepared, you're going to feel even 10 times more stressed. And also I feel like you're just worried. Like, even if you're not unprepared, you're like, there's always something you're just, well, you're just nervous about getting cold called and like certain classes, like you feel more nervous about getting cold called than others. And you know, every time you go to class, that teacher makes someone look stupid and you're worried that it's going to be you. And I think that just makes you stressed. And I think that's stress. I mean, there's also the stress. I mean, how you handle stress. Like I handle stress by either eating a ton or not eating at all. Mm -hmm. And it comes in like ebbs and flows. Like during finals, I was so stressed that I just didn't want to eat. But like, I know that before finals, I think we were talking about this, like I was eating so much just because I was so number one quarantine. I'm bored. Number two, high stress when I'm bored is even worse, you know? Yeah. And I think I um, get extremely anxious and I've learned to kind of recognize all this. And, you know, at the time it's kind of hard unless you look back and you're like, oh, wow, the difference between then and now. Yeah. Um, And I noticed that I do have extreme like high stress anxiety and my stomach starts having problems and I don't, I eat or I don't eat. And I feel like that hadn't been amplified. Um, I never had an experience like that in college, honestly. Mm-hmm. Or so, yeah, maybe before I took the LSAT. Like so maybe said. like your eating habits were amplified by stress. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, I think this summer I'm going to really try to work on just trying to get myself back on track in all aspects of my life, like sleeping patterns, eating, you know, how I need to for my body. And just like being healthier, and I feel like my mental health will, my anxiety and all that, I can will be able to control once the rest of my life is kind of back on track. Yeah, and I think it's just interesting that you bring up eating as like part of that because I genuinely think like this is just something that dawned on me like in this moment. But two years ago, which is basically the age you are now, right? Mm -hmm. I definitely realized I had problems with eating and food. And it, and it comes from a lot of different things. The boredom thing that you mentioned, stress, like you mentioned. Um, and I think as young women, we have, we've worked out our lives, you know, now in your twenties, your body is changing from this young person with a high metabolism to now this older person and a more womanly person. And I think we all kind of have these bad relationships with food. And I know me and you have talked about that a lot. Yeah. And I think it'd be a good thing to talk about more, you mm-hmm. know? Because it's kind of just making me realize, like, we put our feelings back on food, you know? And and it makes us, it gets you back on that hamster wheel of stress. And like, oh, I'm eating bad, so now I need to stop eating. Exactly. And I think just food in general, and I know I'm not the only one who struggles with it, but like, 
So you get into the cycle where you're good Mm -hmm. and then the stress starts, right? So that for me, that would be probably the beginning of the semester, Mm -hmm. right? Stress starts. I'm still trying to keep it on track. I'm still trying to work out. Barely hanging on. Mid semester. I mean, unfortunately this semester quarantine started. So that really, just really threw a wrench in everything. Yes. Because like we both were on the schedule of like, we were going to spin class like multiple times a week. We were, you know, keeping each other accountable and then it all stopped. And we were intermittent fasting really well, you know, yeah. we would wake up in the morning and we would go to school and we would wait to eat and like, we'll be right back. Hey guys, we want to take a moment to talk about something that has been a game changer for us busy lawyers, Audible. Yes. Audible has been our go-to platform for incredible audiobooks, offering an extensive library of thrillers, nonfiction, autobiographies, and mysteries. And guess what? We've got a special treat for you. Audible is offering a free trial to our listeners, and all you need to do is check the link in the show notes. It's the perfect opportunity to experience the magic of audiobooks without spending a dime. Speaking of thrillers, I know you're currently hooked on Never Lie by Frida McFadden. Samantha, can you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. The twists and turns in Never Lie have kept me on the edge of my seat during the workday and even when I'm on my daily walks. It's like having a suspenseful companion wherever I go. And for those looking for some financial wisdom, I have been engrossed in My Money, My Way by Kamuku Love. It's packed with practical advice on managing finances, perfect for anyone trying to navigate the complexities of money management. What we love most is the flexibility Audible offers. As lawyers, our schedules can be unpredictable, but with Audible, we can enjoy our favorite books on the go, whether we're stuck in traffic, hitting the gym, or waiting for a court hearing. So if you're ready to embark on a literary journey and discover the joys of audiobooks, click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Audible. Trust us, you won't want to miss out on this fantastic offer. It just was all thrown into a mess. And I, I think it would have been different if coronavirus hadn't, you know, that's also low, obviously. Coronavirus kind of messed up. One out, yeah. One out sure, here. Sure. And um, just about like the way that we deal with stress, you got to forgive yourself. Yeah. And it's hard for me to forgive myself when I notice like, oh, well, I've gained a ton of weight. Now I'm going to stress about that on top it's of what I'm like it's now. It's always a thing. Like I kind of yeah. think that like no matter two years from now, we're both going to be probably having the same conversation. The and I think it's like every an ebb and flow thing, like you're mm-hmm. saying. And I think we reckon, I think the first step is recognizing that you have this poor relationship, right? And that you use it as a coping mechanism, mm-hmm. basically, you know. And I think there are times. That's why my New Year's resolution in 2019 was to recognize how food makes me feel. And I recognize that when I would binge eat fast food or like these things, I would feel so bad. Like literally feel like I'm going to like throw up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think slowly we both realize that. And I think it's nice to talk about with someone else because you're like, okay, it's not just me. And two, like, okay, maybe we can recognize we don't have to do that next time, but we can binge eat our pasta that we're going to make ourselves with our sausage. Like we did that one time and it's just like a different situation, you know? Exactly. I just think it's also nice having friends like, you know, Haley and I are like literally best friends. Mm -hmm. So we know a lot about each other and clearly we both deal with similar struggles, you know? 
So, and I think it's brought on even more amplified by stress because I think we want to be perfect at school and we want one less thing to worry about, which would be food and what we're going to eat and put but in our bodies. Like but we want, so yeah. And I think it's, you know, convenience because eating fast food is convenient, but also knowing that like, it's not worth it. Like it really just truly isn't worth it. in like my feeling, and yeah. I know we both feel like if we ate Taco Bell, we feel like shit, Yeah, you know? So I think it's nice to be able to look at others and be like, oh, okay, so it's not just me. We don't just have to like keep doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. We can be better. And, yep. and, and we it's, can- it's so nice to have like people to keep you accountable. And I know it sounds like so um, cheesy to say that, you know, yeah. like, oh, but anyone else feeling that way out true. there, you know, yeah. know that we can help you keep you accountable because yeah. I feel like even just in this moment, I realized like both of us feel these same things and like, there's no reason, you know, we can, we can recognize those feelings and we can be like, okay, I'm feeling stress. I'm stress eating. I'm going to walk away. Yeah. You know, or just find other ways to cope with it. Like I know that intermittent fasting has been good a, for me. A God saver. <laughs> and, um, there's just, you something to do. Exactly, Don't you kind of feel exactly. like that? Yeah. You have a little app, like all this stuff, but I mean, that's besides the point. We're not yeah. like a, a weight loss or, you know, yeah, podcast, yeah. but you know, we struggle with it too. And I think it's a big thing for law students. I yeah. know that I'm not the only one who has, um, a tricky relationship with stress and food. Yeah. Um, because 100%. I know that as much as I do want to like have that binge eat, sometimes it turns into me not eating at all like yeah, i just it, have no appetite it becomes so a stress con- in that and it, it also becomes a control thing you don't want it to develop any to anything dangerous mm-hmm. you know so i think it's nice to just that's why I, I, i'm glad we talked about it because it's good to talk about it mm-hmm. i don't i don't think us as young females do it enough you know yeah. talk about food and how eating disorders are a thing and they come in all shapes and form and sometimes you know high compulsive stress can make you be crazy and so. that's the thing i turn into if anyone knows me i'm a type a you know enneagram one like i am always at peak you know alertness and And working you know always making sure that things are done the way they're they're supposed to and on time and i always have a schedule and plan for every single task that needs to be you know as we speak on my huge board that i have that everyone knows about i have my to-do list for today and it's literally the whole entire board and that's just my first day of summer. So I, I feel like if you know that about me, you can only imagine what stress does to me. And I know a lot of people in law school are these, these type A people. Just like that, So yeah. it's like, and imagine everyone feeding off of each other's stress mm-hmm. because that's the natural thing to do. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. It's just nice, I think. Disclaimer, if you're going to go to law school, like be prepared. Like you're going to experience stress. And I know there's people who seem like they don't, but they are. True. They yeah. are. And and I think that that's something like that we can even change as a culture is to not make it where like oh well, I'm not stressed I'm fine like no everyone in law school stressed like be willing to talk about it with your peers and your cohorts and your friends like even in this exact moment like being able to open up and be like guys I've been eating like crap lately like have you you know does anyone else and you're like dude I do that when I'm really stressed mm-hmm. are you really stressed. And they're like, yes, I'm so stressed because of this moot court, mock trial, whatever is going on, you know? All of a sudden you start talking about it, you recognize it, you feel better. Yeah. So totally. And I think, and that's kind of like even changing that to a high too, because I think like we've learned so much about ourselves, you know? My last few things that are my lows 
are long distance in law school. It's tough. Obviously, we've talked about that before. I definitely just think that that's one of my lows. And along with that, it's just like missing my friends, missing my family, like being back so close to everybody. You, you know, you just realize in that time period, you took it for granted. And now you're like, dang. No, yeah. I miss them. I, I agree. Not maybe in the long distance aspect mm-hmm. for like a significant other, mm-hmm. but like definitely for my family. I mean, they live in Florida. Yeah. And I, you know, haven't seen them in a long time. And I'm pretty used to during college, like visiting them pretty often. I mean, more, probably yeah. more than other lost, I mean, other students. Um, so I, I get that. It is a low, but it's nice that we do have like really good relationships with our families and it's. You know, they're very supportive, which yeah. helps the distance. And, and you can talk to them on the phone. I mean, it's just... Yeah. In general, like, overall, even in first semester, I mean, obviously, this past semester was different because I was with my family more. Mm-hmm. But just in general, like, as a 1L student, you know, you're going to find yourself missing people. You're going to miss potentially, like, the life you had before or the normalness that was there before that is now so hypersensitive with law school and stress and your to-do list that you have constantly <laughs> looming over you, you know? I think that's why once once it's over, now we're, it's over for us. It's just, I feel like such a sigh of relief and a weight lifted off my shoulders because we can just go see everybody and be, and be relaxed with them. We don't have to be worrying about work and school. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, like I said before, since I am such a, such a anxious person naturally I think it's gonna be so hard for me to turn that switch off and relax yeah and like I know this I mean my dad even texted me yesterday he was like please relax you know yeah I think that that's even something though like you could say that you learn about yourself in this experience right is like okay it's solidified I'm a very type a this type of person and you have to remember and you have to be able to turn it off some point you know Mm -hmm. and give yourself some type of relaxation whether that's up to everyone else's standards it might not be you know but you have to do it for yourself yeah exactly and that's where self-care and that's where you you learn and as you become more adult and I just there's nothing quite like that you know because I think that's something you probably learned about yourself because in undergrad, like you said, you were never in this this kind of stressful no. environment. Why I mean, would you have been? There was no reason to. Exactly. I mean, I can't remember an undergrad working half as hard as I do right now. Exactly. And I think it has a lot to do with passion and like we're so passionate about law school and like the law and like the experience that we're in right now that, I, you know, we only want to do the best. And I think that's where the stress comes because if we didn't want to be here, if we didn't really care, I don't think stress would be. We wouldn't keep working hard. Yeah. I think you just give up, you know? you know? And speaking about stress, we are so excited to announce our sponsor for this episode, which is Ayla. It's a female-founded company that sells natural and matcha-based pre-workout supplements. So we had the privilege to try this stuff out before we could, you know, obviously we were not going to plug anything that we don't love. Yeah. So we both tried the Ayla package it's like a little pouch that has the powder in it 
Yeah, and it's a green supplement powder that has a lot of really awesome ingredients in it. Obviously, matcha green tea is one. That gives you the matcha taste, and that is the caffeine that it gives you. So basically, this could be considered like a coffee alternative. I know we have a few friends that don't really like coffee, so this is perfect. Whenever I tried it, I just put it in a water bottle and shook it up, kind of like Spark, like we were talking Mm -hmm. about earlier. And... I've never really had matcha and I really liked it. So, and I know Samantha went about it in a very much more delicious way. So I'll let her tell you about that. But back to the ingredients, obviously matcha's in it. It has bee pollen, beetroot powder, spirulina, vitamin B6, B12, biotin, heck yeah. A little bit of stevia in there, Um, which is nice because anyone who knows stevia doesn't have the calories. So it's very light on your stomach everything like that. I know the spirulina, um, I drink in my green juice like every day. So it's just an addition. It's basically helps lower cholesterol, which I definitely need. And some of those other like bee pollen, it helps with your immune system, which is really good for right now. Mm -hmm. And the beetroot powder helps in the pre-workout aspect of the matcha. So I really like it. I'm all about the all natural supplements and all natural ingredients. So whenever they reach out to partner with us, it was a no-brainer for me. Yeah. And so the way I made it was 10 ounces of water. I put some ice and then I put the powder in. I shook it up. And then I also added some oat milk. So it was kind of like an iced matcha latte. And it was really good because I didn't feel jittery. Um, I know that coffee can sometimes give me the jitters and I didn't feel that. I was actually really impressed with how energized I was, but it like I said, no jitters, which was great. So yeah, I think it's, it'll be a great way to get energy in a different way. Yeah. And obviously we both loved it. Mm-hmm. It was so cute, such a cute company, cute website, cute packaging. And it honestly really worked. And I'm trying to plug everybody onto it. I mean, I called my mom after I tried it and I was like, this is honestly really good. I think you would like it because you like green tea. Yeah, you know? for sure. I think it's a very great supplement, easy to throw in our bag to go to law school, uh, go to work during the summer and just, you know, have it to, I mean, because in my mind, I drink coffee in the morning and yeah, it does give me the jitters. So this is a huge awesome perk that this doesn't give me the jitters but throwing this in my bag and being able to have it in the afternoon would be so easy and because we love you guys so so much we have a discount code it is ladies who law 20 for a 20 percent discount at meetayla.com so that's their website um that's spelled a-i-l-a and they also have an instagram at meetayla it's super cute, super like aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, I love <laughs> it. Great, great partner for us. And we will have more information for you guys on Instagram later this week, kind of how we took it and just a little bit more about our review. You know, we're going to link it, the website so you can go buy some yourself and get you some 20% off. So thanks again to our sponsor, Ayla. Yeah, thanks, Ayla. So I guess since we're all in a, you know, better mood, not talking about the lows anymore, what what would be some of your highs from this past year? So I feel like I kind of touched on this a little bit, you know, talking about how to turn a low into a high, but personally I found out that I can be alone and that I kind of like it and that I recuperate better that way. And even though I'm very much so an extrovert, there's like a fine line between being with people too much and then being alone too much that I kind of tangle with, you know? 
And in law school, I really learned that. Like, you know, I wonder to myself if it's going to be like that in the real world where we're working with attorneys so much, you know, because in a lot of the TV shows, it seems like everyone um, works like with with a group and then goes works on their own, which I think is a very doable thing, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, but whenever you have class all day and you're reading and studying in between, like you're going to be with people a lot, you know? And even if you're not with the same people, you're going to be around people to where all times you can talk and, you know, mess around. And I think it just, it drained me being the social butterfly that I am and always trying to be on point and things. It just really made me exhausted. And I realized like, okay, I have to take time for myself. And, you know, I just think it's, important as a high point to realize how you grew and how you're changing for the better. And I think that that's one of them because I hate being alone. Um, I think I was genuinely more scared about being alone than I should have been. And I didn't ever want to live alone. And so then when I got into law school away from Colton, I realized, okay, I'm going to have to live by myself and I like it, you know? I mean, I think, um, like you said, being around people all the time, we're both people that need our space. And I think that's good to kind of refresh, recoup, and be able to be a nice person to be around the next day. Yeah, and I think I never really realized that about myself. I think that that's why that's very interesting. Like, in my mind, I never... And I guess I look back, you know, like in the work atmosphere, you go home, you go to lunch, or, you know, you have these breaks, and it made me to where I could really be on point and be really good at things a lot and you realize how draining it is to be so aware and I think that's why law school is the way it is I think it builds up your stamina of working for so long and being on point for so long that it makes you to where you can you know I mean they basically say that they're just training you for the bar you know yeah so and that kind of goes with another point of mine is that I got to points and I stretched myself to places I didn't think I could be, you know, I have always asked myself like, Oh, do you pick the easier route? Because it's easier, you know, maybe you don't always like a challenge. And I can genuinely say, finally, for once I picked something that is a challenge and I feel stretched and I feel accomplished and proud of myself where I can genuinely say that I know I'm doing something that other people can't and it's really hard and you should look at me for this information. You know, I think I find validation in people looking to me for things and being in this profession is exactly what they do. And I'm realizing like, okay, I have the skills to become a lawyer. Now let me just sharpen them and fine tune them. And now I can do something where I'm like genuinely challenged every day. And I just like, that's just, well, it's just like invaluable. growth not only intellectually, but just personally in all aspects of your life. Like after your first year of law school, I mean, I feel like every single aspect of your life changes. Yeah. I mean, you're just growing. Like everyone says like, wow, you're such a different person. You know, even just the way you speak, speak. Yeah. Is different, you know, and it's finding yourself on a professional level. I think there's always a part of me as a PR person who wanted to be this. And it's interesting because I'm watching the good fight (laughs) and the democratic national committee came into their office and was like, yeah, well we want to work with you guys potentially rather than a PR firm because you, because we want attorney client privilege. And I'm just thinking to myself like, Oh my God, this is like exactly what I wanted my whole life. Like these little liaison, like not liaison, but you know, different pathways that you can go down with a law degree 
is just something that I had always kind of imagined myself with, but I was almost too scared to act on. And now finally realizing like I can do this, it's just so empowering. And I'm just excited for people to do their first year. And even when we're done with our second year and that and so on, it's just like, I see why other attorneys want to help younger attorneys because it's like that passion. It just, and it's not easy. They know it's not easy. Yeah. You know, obviously. Yeah. I think that that's, you know, basically the whole point of, yeah, it's obviously not easy, but if you're somebody who wants a challenge and doesn't feel fulfilled and you're looking for these things and you're just kind of like, I don't know what to do with myself. Maybe there's something more out there. I mean, it's worth a shot if you've ever wanted to go to law school or be a lawyer, like taking the LSAT is the first step and that's already hard. And if you can do that, you know, you should be able to do law school and it might be the thing for you. But you have to give it a try. I mean, there's a lot of people who go through their first year and realize that it's not for them. Yeah. You know, like they don't want to be all high strung and high stressed. And I mean, being a lawyer at the end of the day, like it's a very stressful job. Exactly. So, you know. Yeah. What but, are some of your highs? Um. Well, I think honestly the whole year was a high. I yeah. really just loved being in law. Like, well, obviously I'm still in law school, but I liked being at the school. I liked meeting all my friends, obviously John. I feel like my social life is just more well-rounded now, you know? Like, I was much of a person who didn't like to hang out with people ever, probably towards the end of college because I was so sick of it. But now I found people that I can kind of, you know, be myself around with. They have very similar interests, so I just feel like it's a good fit. Yeah, I feel like you've really grown into who you, like you found yourself, you Mm -hmm. know, I feel like you recognize maybe things that you do and don't like about yourself and you're willing to work on those good or bad and come out the side as a better friend, a better daughter, a better business partner and a, and a lawyer, you Mm -hmm. know, I think that you're just growing up. Yeah. You're in your young twenties. I mean, like I said, two years ago, you know, it's just so exciting. I always forget that like, I am one of the youngest people in our law class right now. It's like me and one other girl, we're both 22, which is in the grand scheme of things, pretty young. Um, so I think that had a lot to do with just being around more mature people and like people like me. Yeah. Cause you are, you know, (laughs) you're definitely older than I am. We're going to have a big birthday blowout for Haley when she turns 25, the big two five. I can't believe it. Halfway to 50. Stop it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry about Quarter life crisis. You know, I know. Say that. It's okay. I'll be here for you. Should, should we buy a big house in it with a pool? I mean, honestly, we have been talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to buy a house, clearly. But it would be cool maybe to have a huge house that we could all live in. But With a pool. I mean, all I can think about is the a pool. pool right? Yeah. Our pool at our apartment complex obviously hasn't opened. We've been waiting patiently. Patiently. It's I've been very warm. It's been so warm. Except actually, as we are recording right now, it looks like it's about to tornado outside. It's just classic Oklahoma uh, bipolar weather just back and forth i mean yesterday we had a beautiful picnic to celebrate the end of our 1l year and it was so hot too we're, hot we were laying in the sun i felt like i should be at the pool that's why i can't I felt like a rotisserie chicken <laughs> like it was so horrible but then we moved to the shade and everything was perfect it was nice we had such a great time it was so nice to decompress yesterday and you know just going off some of those high feelings of like being done you exactly. know exactly 
And I guess just to end things, we wanted to give you guys some, you know, you probably heard this before in many of our other episodes, but just some before you start law school tips, like what we wish we would have known, or maybe we did know and didn't take it seriously enough. But I think the number one thing is you're going to be doing a lot of reading, so get comfortable with it. Yeah. I've always said like that summer before law school, try to read a lot, whether it's leisurely or about law school, read because you're going to be reading a lot and it's good to know to speed read. Yeah. Um, I think another point to make is everyone is just as scared as you are. We talked about like confidence earlier and just know that the most confident person in there is just as scared as you. For sure. They're most likely putting on a front. And I think, I mean, we did that too, I'm sure. I think there's a difference between being confident and being um, also like humble in a way, right? Mm -hmm. And also being open with your peers. I know I can be a very confident person, but like exactly what you're describing, like I'm just as scared and nervous as the next person. Mm -hmm. I think it's being open about that and being able to talk about that and be like, guys, I'm, you know, y'all might think that I am okay, but I'm really not. I'm nervous. And they're like me too. And everyone kind of has that camaraderie. And I think that just helps. Like when you start noticing you're feeling scared, just know that that's literally imposter syndrome. We have a whole episode about that. So please Um, listen. So please listen because we feel it every day. Yeah. Until now, like we're done with one L and I'm still like, Oh, you know, yeah. I mean, I've, I I've had to tell, <laughs> I've had to tell multiple people like, no, you're feeling that because of imposter syndrome because of coronavirus and us being here, like we're still supposed to be here. We're still working really hard. Like don't question yourself. Keep yep. it up. And I guess the last thing um, that I would really recommend for all future one L's, the summer before law school network. It's something that I should have done more, especially if you have your LinkedIn set up. Add some attorneys that you look up to. I know yeah. Haley did that. I mean, I think kind of going off, I know we talked about this a little bit about networking and how it is just so important. I think if you have questions about maybe what networking is or how to go about it and get started, I think please feel free to reach out to us and ask. I mean, some of this stuff I feel like is just second nature to me, so I don't really know what to say. But whenever Samantha and I, before this episode, were just talking about how she wished that she would have networked more, the LinkedIn thing is 100% something that I would recommend to everyone to have. I know there can be some older attorneys that maybe don't have LinkedIn, but they have emails and uh, they have websites, so that's how you can find them on there. They're already established. You as a young attorney are not. And this is just a way for people to find you. I mean, you're naive to think that people don't look you up before you get a job. So make sure they have something to find you and that it is professional and reputable. Yep. And I think going along with LinkedIn, since that is a form of social media, you know, like you said, keep it professional, but also like make sure your Facebook, your Twitter, Instagram, or any public social media that you have is professional like if you have tweets from high school where you're maybe not saying the best things um I definitely know some people uh have to clean up their social media and just be you know aware that people are looking or just put all your stuff on private too yeah and I think you know Samantha even mentioned that she cleaned up her social media and I asked her like what did that mean cleaning it up you know And she's like just taking down pictures that maybe I wasn't proud of that were like pixelated or were just things that like I didn't look my best in. That's also a way to clean up, you know, just putting your best foot forward professionally. What do you want out there for everyone to see and for them to essentially get their first impression of you by? So keep that in mind. Yep. 
And with all that being said, you know, we are still going to be recording this summer. Um, I know we have internships. Hopefully that those will still be a thing starting in June. So we'll be recording. We'll definitely be, you know, letting you guys know how internships are going and how classes are going because we're both taking summer classes. I think we are going to be doing a break at some point. I mean, we don't really know. But that won't be until probably the end of the summer. So exactly. We're going to finish out our what we like to call our season Season one, one. which is 1L and our 1L summer. And, you know, keep you guys updated, answer questions, just have these real conversations with you guys. Um, And then when August rolls around, maybe after a little break, we're going to start season two, launch some new merch and get the next stage started. Yeah. And like just reiterating what you said about merch, we are planning on dropping new merch up this fall. So if you guys have ideas of what you guys want, because we're going to go about it a little differently this time. So give us ideas. I know one of our listeners tie-dyed one of the sweatshirts. It was the cutest thing. And it was so cute. So we go, both ordered them to buy them. Yeah. I mean, to tie-dye them. So so go on our Instagram and on, in our stories. If you click merch, all the merch is there. If you want to take a look out, maybe how it fits on other people. But, you know, support your small businesses. Yeah. And also... Keep up with us on Instagram. I know we're going to be talking more about our partner and we're going to be talking about our merch and just the way the summer and the end of the year is wrapping up and summer classes are starting. So, you know, we love to hear from you guys on Instagram and also don't forget to like us on Facebook. Uh, We have our Facebook group on there too, the Ladies Who Law School community. So feel free to check us out, join Mm -hmm. that as well. And And, um, like always rate and review five stars if you can. And we will talk to you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.